In an out of control runaway world, one man walks a lonely path down the dusty prairies of tomorrow. His destination, a future for mankind that doesn't suck. The poncho that keeps him warm, a vision of world peace given to humanity by the Creator. The trusty six gun at his side, a piercing understanding of how shit in this life actually works. And that soggy cigar butt clenched between his teeth, that blunt of truth will blow your fucking mind. Hi, everybody. It is uh, March 11th, 2021. I'm International Sharik, the person who never wants to do this. And we are broadcasting live from the new world. And when I say I don't want to do this, I don't mean I don't want to do this. But you know that. Because obviously, I do want to do it because I'm doing it. All right, I need to find where the phone can go on the desk where there isn't any snot. What is slave wife good for? She's his chief snot cleaner. God. Oh. I still can't do that with the fizzy water. Oh. Anyway, so of course I want to do it. But I don't want to do it. It's hard. I just feel like this. feel like this chasm open up like right before I start it's very like bleak it's empty and it's black blackness bleakness I feel that open up uh, and I gotta dive into it I don't like it but I think that's uh you know there is this version of creation that's black and bleak And we have to relate to that too. So if you think of, um, well, you know, it makes everything look so cheery. It's like it's the, all the different colors, the light and the colors. And it's just, that's just little photons bouncing around off of objects and off of your retina. That's all it is. And they happen to be like vibrating at a certain frequency. And so that's what makes you see the light and see the color the light it is a, it's just a particle there is no light it's a particle bouncing off of an object and then it hits your 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 retina and you register it as light it's just a particle so there's only Objects in blackness. That's all there is. Objects in blackness. Aren't you glad you tuned in today? This is the depressing show. Good morning, morbidly oppressed, <laughs> oppressed, and depressed America. It's depressing being on the planet today. If you're not depressed, then what do they say? You're not paying attention. Well, that's if you're not outraged. Well, if you're not if you're not depressed, then either you're not paying attention or your medication's working. So brave of me to attempt that. To attempt the bound <laughs> the bong sound effect with the fizzy war. 
anyway, so you know the the the, the chasm of bleakness. This is the shit we run from in life. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to relate to it. But from one perspective, you're all alone in the chasm of bleakness where there's just black on black. You know that Jasper Johns painting, white on white? This is black on black in the chasm of bleakness. So we have to learn how not to run from this shit and not to be so busy that we never even have to think about it. Now, there are other perspectives, too. It's just one perspective. And a big part of living in the new world is uh, developing the capacity to see all the different perspectives, not just one, but all of them, like a, like a camera. Remember in the 80s, I think it started with The Matrix when Keanu Reeves went up for a kick and then he froze in midair and then the camera just went around him. It circled around him while he was frozen in midair. It was this brand new special effect. Oh, that was the 2000s, says Slave Wife. Really? That's when Matrix came out? Boots is not here. So I can't ask her. Can't say when did Matrix come. Oh, 1999, Matrix came out. Anyway, if you saw that effect for the first time, you're like, how, how is that happening? It's like frozen in air and the camera's going around him, circling around him. You really want to know? I know how that's done. They had cameras all around, like still cameras, 360 degrees. And then they would all fire at the same time. So then if you cut from one, imagine, you know, cameras 360 degrees around. Then you just cut from one camera to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And it looks like you're going around in a circle. But really, all those pictures were taken at the same time. That's why he's frozen in there. Is that interesting? Now you know. Slave wife is impressed. Good, maybe I'll get late tonight. You never know. Oh, I feel Mr. Coffee wanting to come in. No, I'm not going to do it. He wants uh, you know, like celebrate with me because his wife finally put out and he, he got a little little Mrs. Coffee action. But uh, I, don't, I don't want to talk to the characters right now. I'm talking about the chasm of bleakness. Oh boy, Mike the Mike is really trying to come through. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Well, that's the only one who made it through. Greta Thimble. And me, Michael, the microphone. Talking really soft international because I know you, you, you don't want to talk to us. All right, whatever. It's not like I have any kind of life without you. It sucks. Uh, yeah, I just want to go out. All right, I just want to. Okay, I'll admit it. I want to be Joe. Rogue at the microphone. What's so terrible about that? He spits a lot if you watch the YouTube videos. Oh, it's disgusting. Forget about it. No, I still, I do. Even if he spits international, I have my prophylactic spit shield. The pop filter. You know that. 
I want to be Joe Rogan's mic. That's my dream. Joe Rogan's microphone. I'm stuck with you. Sorry about that. Joe Rogan isn't married to slave wife. You really know how to dismantle a microphone's dreams international. Because like I'll never leave slave wife. She's my soulmate sister. So there you go. Forget about it. Who needs Joe Rogan? But anyway, it can be very uh, bleak being a human being. And we run from that. But from this perspective I'm talking about, black on black, we're all alone. The modern hero mystic has to confront the bleakness. And I'll say it again, that's not the only perspective. It's just the one we run from the most. So I kind of feel that. I feel that right before I start. I feel so much better now. I feel that right before before I start. Because I feel like there's a certain level of abandon that I have to go into in order to like do this. I remember when... uh, and uh, this started, we started doing this, we still do it in the mornings, but we were doing it in place of a certain phone call that we have for the collective that's been going on for a long time. Shana was doing that phone call and she sabotaged. She couldn't do it anymore. So now guess who gets to do it? Me. I was thrust into it. That call is like half an hour. I, I don't even think I talked for the whole half an hour, but I, I, I just, I was beside myself. I was so pissed that I had to do it. Uh, and I thought, how am I going to fill up this time? How am I going to do this? I hadn't learned the tricks yet. Like how much time burping and sipping audibly, farting can take up. That takes up a lot of time. You learn the tricks. Those are the tricks of the trade. Um, so anyway, how am I going to do half an hour? Oh my God, how am I going to do 15 minutes? I was kind of overwhelmed. But I did it and I did it again and did it again, did it again. Now it's over a year. We have over 100 episodes of this show. And we had all these permutations before it as we were finding this show. I was a, I, I had a, a, a imaginary tram. That was one version of the show. You could get on the imaginary tram and I would uh, take you on a tour through crazy town, through the old world. Core chat remembers that. Remember that core chat? They were here. So we've been doing this a long time now. That's, uh, yeah. I don't really have trouble filling up the time. Most of the time, I'm over time. And then, of course, I, I get to talk to you. So that's what makes it all worthwhile, is talking to you. Oh, yeah. 
Slave Wife's reminding me. Through the monkey house of Bayham. That's what we called it. That was funny. Um, but uh, I get to talk to you. And we get to conjure up some hope. Hope is dope. I think I'm breathing heavily today. Can you hear that? It's all right. It's dramatic. I know I'm doing it. So it's what's going on. Dramatic breathing. So we're in desperate need of hope. Would you agree? In the world? Well, there are two narratives unfolding. These would be collective narratives. Your individual narrative is unfolding too. It always is. So is mine. And then together, all of these narratives, they equal the collective narrative. Collective narrative exists when there's a collective protagonist. Well, that's what we are, humanity, collective protagonist. Now, you do have your individual story, and in that story, you're the protagonist, but in the collective narrative, well, we're all the protagonists. One protagonist out of many. The best example of this is, uh, well, I like to cite Ocean's Eleven. As all the bank robbers have to come together, and each has a, it's a, their own skill. I think they remade that again recently, if I'm not mistaken. Boots is not here, so. You ought to go to show. Oh, God. <sighs> You're boring me. No. No, you're not. Ocean's Eleven. They all come together. Each one has their own skill. Collective protagonist. Oftentimes that's really emphasized when you see collective protagonist. Fantastic Four. Same thing. Collective protagonist. Oh, and each one's good at something else. Which is the one that uh, their uh, superhero gift is complaining? The complaining and the pessimism. Which one's that? Whiny? What's their name? And the supervillains get exposed to whiny. And they're like, oh, get me, God, get me out of here. Put me in jail. Get me away from this person. Whoa. God, the whining and the complaining. Holy fuck. Arrest me. Somebody get the fucking handcuffs. I'd rather get ass raped in a cell at the penitentiary than listen to the the whining and the complaining. So anyway, you see like uh, often with the uh, collective protagonists, you have individual gifts. Because uh, that's the way it works. And humanity's collective narrative is you have your gift, I have my gift. And we come together and form the collective protagonist. Now, what's so fascinating about um, the planet today is that there are two narratives at the same time. Isn't that crazy? Sliding doors. Choose your own adventure. That's what's going on. 
as you say, international, how could there be two collective narratives? Well, there, there are, there is, there are, is that correct? There are, is, yeah, I think so. Oh, my ass is sore. I don't know why. Cause I got, I'm sitting on this. You know why I've been up too long. Yeah. I've like had a whole day already. So this is my bedtime. And I'm, uh, I'm on the microphone talking to you. That's why my ass is sore. Hold on. I got to adjust. Even with this, you know, this kind of industrial cushion that they use in hospitals. Oh, man. Okay. See if that's better. See if that helps. It doesn't really help. This is going to be a good show. Halfway through. Oh, my God. This is so great. Can you believe it? We're halfway through already. You feeling the hope yet? Core chap, you feeling any hope? Let's see. What, yes. Isn't that amazing? You see that? This is what I've learned over the years. If you're a negative person, you just have to be negative. I'm a negative person. Watch on Golden Pond. Just what? Just trust me and watch it. Who are you? Catherine Hepburn or Henry Fonda? She's totally positive and cheery, and he's just an old grumpy curmudgeon. Everything's negative. She says, I hear the loons. They're welcoming us. And he says, I don't hear any loons. And she goes, yes, yeah, slave wife is reminding me. No. She says, you old poop. That's what she calls him. Old poop. Like, not even poop. That'd be bad enough. He's old poop. Oh, what is old poop anyway? Huh. I dumped a turd on the floor next to the toilet. I missed it. How did I miss the toilet? And then that, God, how long? That turd must be there for a couple weeks. How did I miss the toilet? And then I didn't even see that turd lying on the floor next to the toilet. This is crazy. It's an old poop. You old poop. You decaying clump of fecal matter. Slave wife, does she call him that? You decaying clump of fecal matter. I don't think she does. I'm getting confirmation from slave wife. I don't think she does. Says technotard. Some, I wasn't asking technotard. Okay. Slave wife, no, she doesn't. I thought not. She just says, you old poop. I think it'd be better if she called him decaying clump of I don't forgot what I said fecal matter I would like that movie better if she said that I might be able to watch it and then he just like can't take it anymore because of the decaying clump of fecal matter and he just loses it on her and he like attacks her with a uh, uh, with a candle holder that's shaped like an academy award It's a really inside reference because Henry Fonda never won an Academy Award. So he beats her to death with the, the, the candle holder shaped like an Academy Award. Because he's pissed he never won one. Now that's a movie I'd watch. That would be good. Oh, I just said it. Henry Fonda never won an Academy Award. I wish Boots was here. <sighs> 
can't believe how selfish she's being. Going somewhere with her boyfriend. So fucking selfish. Someone look up if uh, Henry Fonda has ever won an Academy Award. Could someone look that up? I could. Should I? I like bussing court chat around. For oh my god, he won for <laughs> he won for on Golden Pond best actor. You see that? Because he beat her to death with the with the um the candle holder shaped like the Academy Award. That's why he won. Oh, there's some irony in here. This is Alyssa Ma- uh, Manisette. Alana Morissette. Alanis Morissette. What's her name? Oh, she would have an orgasm over this. Talk about irony. Isn't it ironic? That's incredible or irony. Like he's so pissed off that he never won an Academy Award that he beats her to death with a candle holder, candlestick holder that looks like an Academy Award. And then he wins the Academy Award for that amazing acting where he beats her to death with the candlestick holder that looks like an Academy Award. Wow, the irony. The irony. There you go. Someone sent, I guess it was Slave Wife, sent a screenshot. Henry Fonda, Academy Awards, Best Actor 1982 on Golden Pond. Slave Wife says, filling in for boots. We don't need boots anymore. Slave Wife's so much better at this. Boots is going to be fired. You knows how if anyone goes away for a day, I'm firing them already. She's not going to be fired because she's not hired. <laughs> yeah, like the bomb. Exactly. Slave wife, the bomb got fired. Yeah. Right. So anyway, there's these two narratives happening. Like I'm telling you, I was talking about like being a negative person. I think that's an important point too. Because in that movie, and he won the Academy Award for being a curmudgeon, for being grumpy, negative. He won the Academy Award. Well, I should win an Academy Award for being negative and grumpy too. Because I'm a negative person. And if you're a negative person, and you're authentic, and you you, you act that way, you're negative and grumpy, right? Negative times negative equals what? Positive. And that's why Core Chat's feeling the hope. Because I'm creating a positive experience by being authentically negative. Negative one times negative one equals positive one. It's funny, the bomb got it wrong. Negative X negative equals equals positive. In programming, that means does not equal. You put two equal signs together. So she actually got it wrong. She's always, that's why she's called the bomb. She's always bombing. But negative one times negative one equals one. And so they have a positive experience. But what does the culture teach you to do if you're a negative person? Be positive. All those yoga teachers. Be positive. Think. Don't think negative thoughts. It's like saying, let's get rid of the dark side of the moon. How are you going to do that? It's always going to be dark because the sun's on the other side. If you're a negative person, you're going to be, you're going to be negative. And so you have to let your negative flag fly. 
and then it becomes a, a positive message. Where else do you hear this? Nobody says this shit. It's always like, be positive, think positively, or you don't want to have any negative thoughts. Well, you know, it's electrons that make light. We were talking about light, right, before. Electrons, that's the negative part of the atom. Not the positive part, not the proton. Protons are fucking boring. They just sit in the nucleus. They don't jump around. Electrons are constantly jumping up, jump up, jump up, but jump down. The electrons, they're, they're the party animals. Protons like, oh, uh, well, huh. I'm in the nucleus, you know, there's not much I can do. And the electrons are moving to like one, this other level and back down and emitting photons. And oh my God, they're just going fucking nuts. Chugging white claw. They're parting. Photons are, no, the protons. Protons are, are at home in the nucleus watching cable. So fucking boring. So here's to all the negative people. We need to recognize that they have a great uh, gift to offer with their negativity. All right. So I was talking about the two narratives. These are the collective narratives of mankind. And they're happening simultaneously. This is just fucking crazy. One narrative is headed down the path of tyranny. And the other narrative is headed down the path of liberty. Tyranny and domination, liberty and freedom. It's very stark. Just like a computer, zeros and ones. This narrative is fueled by Satan. And this narrative is fueled by the divine. It couldn't be any clearer. And you want to know which one is fueled by the dark lord. Which is really just illusion. You can get dramatic if you want. Satan! Remember Saturday Night Live? Oh, could it be Satan? Church lady, remember that? You want to know which one is run by the Dark Lord? It's the establishment one. Which one is the establishment? And surprise, surprise, these days, it's the Democrats. It's even in their name, the Democrats. So this is not political. Who cares, Democrats, Republicans? I don't like any of them. But which puppet does Satan have his hand up their ass? Which party puppet has Satan's hand up their ass? The Democrats, of course, because now they're the establishment. Remember the 60s? The Democrats, they weren't the establishment. They were counterculture. Now who's counterculture? The Republicans. That's crazy. Whoever imagined, but that's the way it is. And so I'm not saying that the that the version uh, version two of the collective narrative, liberty and freedom, is coming through the Republicans. I'm not saying that. I told you I don't like either party. I think the whole system has to be rewritten. And you notice that like the the Republicans are just kind of playing on the side of the Democrats because they're all going down that same path. And then what alternative do we have? 
QAnon and Trump. God damn, that's bad for making bong sounds. The show just isn't the same without the bong sound effects. Because I want you to think I'm just ripping bong heads over here, which I'm not. I hate pot. I hate it. Anyway, I don't really do drugs. Not anymore. Recreational drugs. Um, so, yeah, that's the establishment. And you see all the corporations catering to the establishment, right? Because the sentiment now, it's like you know, trans rights. And all of these, like, the, the, the minorities are getting all this attention. Because if you look at, like, the percentage of the, of the population, trans people, it's like you can't, it, you can't, even, you can't even see that, uh, that decimal. It's too small. You can't even see it. Except it has all these zeros, point zero zero zero. That's why you can see all the zeros. But they're just going off into the distance, all the point zero 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 zero, all the way into the distance. You can't even see the number, whatever it is. At some point, there's a number after all those zeros. But that's uh, and 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 corporate America is giving that movement a disproportionate amount of attention. I'm not even judging yay or nay. I'm not. I'm just looking at what is. And that says a few things to me, like I talked about before, that we're swinging towards a uh, towards a matriarchal domination, away from patriarchal domination, because the matriarchal domination empowers a minority at the cost of the majority. And uh, yes, that can happen. You can be dominated by the minority for sure. When we, I was young, oh, story time. I was young. I was in fifth grade when we, no, sixth grade, when we moved out of New York City and we moved out to Long Island, Manhasset, Long Island, and I went to Shelter Rock School. At Shelter Rock School, there was something I never experienced at all going to school in New York City. There was this racial divide between the blacks and the whites and the blacks they didn't even live in the area they were they were bussed in from somewhere else and of course they were the minority there wasn't very many of them but they terrorized the school beating people up threatening to beat people up and the white all the white kids were scared to death of them so already uh, the, the racial stuff was going on back then but it's a a a perfect example of uh the the minority dominating perfect example i was spared because uh i was really good friends with all all the black women they love me and i love them too we had so much fun laughing together no one ever touched me if one of the uh, the guys the black guys like tried to beat me up they would kick the shit out of him they were they were mean and uh you don't fuck with them but we had a lot of fun laughing we had a good time so i was uh you know i was uh, protected by the black women 
brother not. He got he got the shit because he was a fighter. My younger brother, he would get into so many fights at that school. He didn't have the protection that I did. Sometimes you know I would say, hey, you know they gotta get they gotta back off my brother. I mean my my brother held his own too. He was he was he was um he was a scrapper for sure. It's good that I I, I was friends with the women because you know. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Me and Michael Jackson. The only difference between us is he wears uh, one glove and uh, I wear one love glove. Yeah, one condom. That's the difference. Yeah, I have two penises. You didn't know that? Yeah, I do. I have two penises. I only wear one condom, only one love glove. Because, uh, well, you know, I'm honoring Michael. It's my homage. Oh my God, we're out of time. Can you believe this? Oh, a slave wife says DP all the time. <laughs> oh, it's so nice being married to a slut. Yeah, that's right. Double penetration DP all the time. I didn't even think of that one. Slave wife now wishes it was true. Yeah, well, I, I love my wife. I have an awesome wife. All right, I'm kind of sad because there's all this stuff that I wanted to get to and I didn't get to it and we're out of time already. <sighs> what a roller coaster ride, huh? I never want to do it, then I get going and then I don't want to stop. Every single time, it's a roller coaster ride. I know what you're feeling. I, actually, I can feel it because. I'm you, you're me. You're feeling sad because you didn't even go, you, you didn't even visit your characters today. I'm sad too. Time's up. And we didn't even get to connect. Yeah, I do feel sad. I know. It's kind of like I feel when like Ori won't even talk to me because I don't know, maybe I said something. He always acts like I, you know, like I, like I say mean things that are actually, I don't know what planet he's loving on it's just like he's the internet on mars or something does mars have the internet ari well mike does mars are you the internet on mars mars doesn't have internet mike oh because sometimes it seems like it does because you're like the internet on mars or jupiter which is further jupiter or mars jupiter you're like the internet on jupiter Let's go even further, like the internet on Venus or something. Venus is closer, Mike. Oh, well, you know what I mean. Pick your planet. Which planet is like so far away? Jupiter's pretty far and it's gaseous. Oh, God, who would want to go there? You mean like everyone's farting on the planet all the time? No, nothing. <laughs> No, Mike. Nothing lives on Jupiter. Then how can they have, how can it be gaseous? Who's, who's doing all the farting? It's not because they're farting. It's just like we have oxygen and they have their like ammonia gas. Oh, God. It reminds me, Ori, that reminds me of Greta Thimble's farts. They smell like ammonia. Do you think she's from Jupiter? 
be. I think she is. And that's why she farts like like pneumonia farts. Because she's from Jupiter. Now it all makes sense. I'm connecting the dots, sorry. It's an interesting theory, Mike. Greta Thimble is from Jupiter. It makes perfect sense. Now we just have to find her spaceship and prove it. She's probably got it in a garage somewhere. Mike, are you still here? What are you still doing here? And actually having a conversation with Ari about where Greta Thimble is from. We think she's from Jupiter. What do you think? Well, I haven't really thought about it. Well, you should. When is that new character coming? Because, you know, we need the 12 side meetings. Everything's out of control. I don't know soon. Mickey D. He needs to make an appearance in our actual. And we haven't heard from Boone in a long time. As Horse Trouble. I wonder what's going on with him. I guess we'll have to find out later. Why? Because you're out of time. Because you just you couldn't stop talking. That's why. All right. Well, it was nice to connect a little bit, I guess. Well, I'm kind of busy and I got a whole playhouse to run. I guess you do. So we'll have to connect another time. I think uh, I think you're pissed at me and you're not saying it. I mean, like what? Like I'm giving you the silent scorn or something? Yeah, I think you're pissed at me. So what if I am? Deal with it, International. Just end the show. No, I'm not going to end the show. Feeling this way. So don't end it. What do I care? I'd like you to be honest with me. That you, you feel hurt and neglected. Don't put your guilt on me, International. That's what you're doing. You're guilty because you didn't want to talk to us. And now you, you, you want me to like say it's okay or something. Well, I'm not going to do it. You need Dr. Kissenkoster. Dr. H. That's who you need. Maybe I do feel guilty. You do. Ari, does international feel guilty or what? I think he does, Mike, but it seems like you're harboring some resentment. Oh, please. I definitely am. Don't, Ori, don't even start. Don't even start, Ori, because I'm, I'm, I'm definitely harboring some resentment. Ori, I, 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 uh, yes, I'm harboring resentment, okay? Oh, international, I'm really hurt. The way you treat us is terrible. You're like some Tomcat off carousing all the time with your ideas of productivity. There you like your hot little female kitty cats in heat. That's all you can do. Look at their asses. Tail up in the air. So look at you don't even notice unless you're like a Tomcat in heat. Well, this feels a lot better because it's honest. Good. I feel better too. That's really amazing. I'm really glad that you came clean. Oh, and we did it without Dr. H. 
international. And it's a good thing because, you know, he's been going through the honeydew schnapps like it's a lemonade. Oh, that's concerning. Yeah, well, you need to bring... Mickey D needs to come on the scene. Oh, it's taking so long. Because you can't do his accent. That's why. You're doing terrible. You're not doing me very well today either. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have to go. It's 48 minutes pre D windbagging. All right. Well, and just end the show. Dude. What are you talking about? Just do it. All right. It went fast today, everybody. And uh, it's Thursday. So we have Friday before the weekend. And I'll see you tomorrow. 